You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 353. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 353. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my love. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> I was watching with bated breath to see how you would throw it over to me. <laughs> That's the highlight of your day. It, 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 it truly really is. is. Well, highlight. I I love – we record on Wednesdays, and I love Wednesdays because it's your day off. Yeah. And I get to have you around the house. Yay. Except for when you – Book yourself silly on all sorts of errands. Yeah, that's true. I like, do that sometimes. Like you have today. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it reminds me of during when things were really locked down in quarantine and you weren't working. Yeah. And everyone was like, are you guys driving each other crazy? You know, And, and I'm <laughs> no. like, no, I love living our best lives. <laughs> we were living our best life. I love having you at home. So it makes me sad when your days off are all errands. But I know. It's kind of back to the old, the yeah. old schedule. Just mask schedule. it up. Mask it up. Get out there. Masks and gloves, babies. That's right. Get that hand sanitizer that, out. Yeah, we I got like. It on, I got it on a holster. Like any good hippies, we made our own hand sanitizer. That's right. Well, we couldn't find any, so <laughs> let's make our own. We had to be very utilitarian about That's right. it. That's right. So we hope that this episode is coming to you all uh, in a very safe and strong place. Yes. And there's lots of stuff happening in our world. Today, we are going to talk about something a little different than that. We're going to talk about six ways that strong self-worth or really believing in yourself or liking yourself, how that affects your relationships. Hmm. And overall, overall, it's really great, but there are some little drawbacks that you have to contend with when you have a really strong sense of self-worth and who you are and other people maybe are used to the people-pleasing version of you. Yeah. So we'll dig into that a little bit. But I did want to remind you, we did a podcast quite a few weeks ago, uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, around what's happening with uh, the social justice movement and Black Lives Matter and just a lot of the police brutality that's becoming so much more apparent to, I think, to white America, uh, ourselves very much included. Yeah. And so I want to do a special series, and I'm not exactly sure what it's going to look like yet, but one of the things that I know I will be gearing it toward is we have a very, very large white audience. Yeah. And we need to get mobilized and get into action and not just forget this shit. <laughs> you know, like, oh, sure. that was so two weeks ago. Uh-huh. No, no. Black people are still dying in the streets. <laughs> and it is it's it, its own pandemic that's been going on a lot longer than COVID. So I want to hear from you as a white individual. If you are not white, if you are a person of color or you're black or brown, Please feel free to chime in. I would love to hear your perspective as well. Absolutely. 
I feel very strongly, though, that we need to get white people's asses into gear. Yeah. So if there are things that are holding you back from protesting, having tough conversations, uh, getting involved, signing petitions, calling on behalf of injustices, if there's anything that you've been feeling really locked up around, Mm. like, what do I do? Is this an appropriate thing? How do I start getting into action? I want to hear your stumbling blocks so that we I can bring guests on who can address it from an authoritative place because I'm certainly not the expert. So if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash justice, you'll see that there's a form where you can su- submit anything that's been kind of on your mind. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and I've gotten a handful already. So I really appreciate hearing from you all. And I would love to hear more. So that link will also be in the show notes, but again, thejoyjunkie.com slash justice. So we'll jump in here in a second. Why don't we throw the mics over to you, though, for a minute? Let's do it. We'll do a little segment that we like to call... Would you rather... And today's Would You Rather is... You have such a good radio voice. I do? You do. And today's Would You Rather... You have. You just have a great voice all the time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, baby. I love you. I'm feeling uh, especially bassy today. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> it's all about that bass. It's all about the bass. Yeah. It's all about the bass. Okay. The bass. The bass. <laughs> what were we doing the other day? We were doing. Oh. Oh, it was. It was. The, it was villain laughs. Is villain like the maniacal laugh? Maniacal laugh. You yeah. can do it really well. But yours is way better than mine in no, so many ways. It's. Horrendous! Should I we can't do it? do it. Well, you do it so they know what we're talking about. Okay. Especially because this is the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, like a good like di- 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 Disney. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm getting bad flustered guy. already. Disney bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like where they're like cackling in their cave That's or they're right. they're the antagonists. And always. I can't do that. So we were. Oh, on, you can. <laughs> we yes, were on a drive, can. and Mr. Smith was. <laughs> Trying to get me to do it. We were both laughing so hard. We had tears down Oh, my God. I wish you guys could see the video because the way she does her neck and her lip is <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. So, so I always would do it like this. E, 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 ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start out, the, to start out with, you're starting with the E. Yeah. Right? Like, it's e, e, ah. E, 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 uh, uh. <laughs> start with an O. Oh. So then, so then Mr. Smith gave me like this training. <laughs> Where he's like, you have to like let all your, you have to use your <laughs> diaphragm. You have to really get in the base of your lungs and like blow out all your air. So then it got like, out of breath. That wasn't that bad. That was actually pretty good. I got, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you're getting it. There you're getting it. It's got to come from I'm, like, it's got to come from your pelvic floor. I'm like a beat red though. When I, like, it takes everything. <laughs> Like, I need a cigarette afterwards. Uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Okay, okay. We, we distracted We digress. Your incredible segment. Yes. Uh, well, the Would You Rather Today could be, do you like Amy's Would You or <laughs> no. Maniacal Laugh or mine? Or we could do this one. Okay. Walk around from now on wearing shoes with little suction cups on the bottom. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> or wear shoes with little metal cleats on them. Oh, my God. It wouldn't be super sharp, but, you know, just metal cleats. Like tap shoes like all the time. Shoes. Golf, like golf shoes. Okay. Or like track shoes or something like that. 
there is this amazing <laughs> episode of New Girl where Nick, the this one character, is getting dressed up for a wedding and he doesn't have dress shoes, so he found tap shoes. <laughs> and every time he walks away from the argument, it's like tap, 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 tap. But the suction cup, I think I'd have to take the, the cleats. But they'd be slippery. They're the opposite, right? Suction oh. cups would stick to everything. Oh, I would throw my back out if yeah, it was too yeah. slippery. Yeah, on the floor. Wait, what type of shoes were the second one? The not the sub- suction cup. Metal cleats. Metal cleats. I I just feel like you wouldn't go very very far. Only in the suction cups. But you It would take a lot more effort. It'd be like a workout. You might have really strong. Yeah. What would it be? Like quads? You'd be uh, calves and quads. Yeah. I. What would you pick? That's a tough one. I'm gonna go with the suction cups. Well, okay. So at least at your office, you have carpet, so you'd be chilling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be walking around my happy ass on our hardwood, like stuck in the yeah. mud. And it would sound like. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> um, I. Th- and then if I had the cleats, I would be scra- scraping up our floor. Yes, you would for sure. They were <sighs> talking everywhere, like grocery shopping. It'd be like, so noisy. I just don't imagine having to go to work. How like, wait? Go to an office. How big are the suction cups? Because little tiny ones. Okay, like little give suction cups, like a coin, like a dime. Uh, like yeah, a, let's say like a dime size. Okay, that might be a little more doable. Because if they're big, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you can walk around on your tiptoes. That right? would kill my knees. Yeah. Right. Uh, You'd have to like walk around the edges of your feet or something, which is horrible. I this, shouldn't hor- say that. this is a horrible. As a gait analysis. Yeah. A- analyst, I shouldn't talk this way. You shouldn't. This is blas- um, blasphemy. It is blasphemy. I'm going to go with little suction cups just because I like being a little more grounded. I don't like having the ground taken up from under me, and I think the metal cleats would be a little harder to walk in. That's just my take. Well, I would – normally I would say metal cleats, but I'm definitely concerned about our flooring. <laughs> well, there you go. But since since this is all fucking made up anyway, I'm just so- going to go with metal cleats. Okay, metal cleats it is. I don't think my knees can take the suction cup. I really don't. We'll get you some metal cleats this week. Fantastic. <laughs> so we would love to hear what you would rather. We talk about it every week over in our After Hours community. You're on it. Yes. Good job, babe. <laughs> so we have a private Facebook group where every Monday we discuss the would you rather and we get some very, very creative reasoning mm-hmm. behind why people choose what yeah. they choose. It's thought through well. We'd love to those. hear what you would rather, especially this one. This one's going to be – this one I think could be very divided. Yeah. A lot of times it's a landslide. It's a landslide, yeah. Like fire breather, took it. Fire breather took Nobody it Nobody wanted week, yeah. a sword swallowing. No, no sword swallowing. Even though it's more fun to say. <laughs> Some people were spelling it with like a giant W. <laughs> giant W-O, yeah. Oh, so good. So we have a great time over there. I do bonus trainings every month where you can get special advice from me on things that you've been challenged with, things that you've been up against. And we do warm, fuzzy Wednesdays. Lots of lots of fun stuff. So come mm-hmm. hang out. You can find us over at thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That redirects you right over to our little corner of Facebook. Or you can also always find it in the show notes. We'd love to have you. Love it. All right, so let's talk about six ways strong self-worth affects your relationship and relationships. So this does not necessarily mean just an intimate partnership like a spouse. This is all of them, whether it's work-related, children, parents, family, of course, 
best friends, colleagues, yeah. all all of the types of relationships. Because when people ask me, you know, when I'm interviewed for podcasts or whatever, they'll say, you know, describe what it is that you do. And I feel like it's twofold. It's this inner work of genuinely believing in your own worth and your own value, believing that you matter, that you're enough. Yes. And then the outside or the external work of, okay, now if that's the case, now how do I communicate that to the outside world? Mm -hmm. If I really do believe that I am valuable, how does that affect my conversations with my Mm mother-in-law? And so there's these two forces, that internal element of how we view ourselves and then the external element of how we then commune with the world. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So – This, what we're going to talk about today are six ways, six benefits of doing this inner work work. and getting to that place where you genuinely do believe that you are worthy of anything and everything that you desire, that you're essentially enough. That's probably one of the most common pervasive themes that I see from students and clients is this notion that I don't measure up. Like no matter how much I perfect, Mm -hmm. how many boxes I check, how many things I achieve, how much I try to make everybody else happy, that people-pleasing notion, no matter how much I do that, I always fall short. I'm always not enough. And what that equals emotionally is unhappiness, unrest. And so then we keep tallying all these external forces going, well, it must be the next degree or it must be once I am in a partnership or once I do accomplish this next thing. And so the the chase becomes addicting right? because we think the next thing is going to unlock that happiness. So when you are able to do that internal work – it does have massive repercussions in how you engage with other people. And I was actually talking to my naturopath about it today, and we were talking about how one of the reasons why the work like what I do, what she does, what you do is more challenging typically than traditional Western approaches is because it's not – stopping a symptom it's not like here pop this pill here take this this will make everything fine we're we're looking at all of the root issues of why you believe you're not enough or for you why you can't move your leg the way you need to Mm -hmm. or for her why you have unhappy gut health (laughs) you know and it's all very tethered yeah Uh, i was just going to add that one of the things i try to educate my clients on is that or, or change perspective yeah. of of is when you go to a Western medicine doctor, you're looking to them to create something to make you feel better. Right. Either a knife, a pill, or anyway. A band-aid? <laughs> <laughs> Gauze. <laughs> yeah. But when you're when you're here, I want you to start thinking a little bit more about you actually being the healer. Right. Ownership. You are the one that has the ability to heal i'm here as a conduit yep and you can treat western medicine the same way that's right right. but all of us can treat yeah that was my point but i think that's also why 
it's really hard for us to go, okay, I am going to sit down and journal or I am going to immerse myself in a course uh-huh. or I am going to really do all of these questions that have been posed to me on a podcast right, or right. in a book. We don't want to do the actual work because it's so much easier to have a drink and forget about it yeah. or to pop a pill and forget about it. Yeah. And our society, fortunately, this is starting to change, but our society has been so diagnostically happy mm-hmm. that it's been like, Take this, take that, take this, take that, medicate the fuck out of everybody. And even friends and colleagues of mine who I have who are in more of a a Western medicine world, they're, they will say very openly, we're taught to treat the symptom. Yeah. We do not – we're not taught to rectify the system. And – That is why these sorts of things are so important to do. So I wanted to give you all a little bit of a taste of why this work is so important. What are those end results that that feel so worth it to actually sit down and do the work? To Mm -hmm. not just turn off the podcast and like, oh, that was some good ideas. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to write about that. I'm never going to contemplate it. I'm never going to dissect it. I'm just going to accumulate that as a nice idea and not actually do the work. It's similar to what we've been talking about with social justice, too, that it's not enough to just go, I'm devastated to hear that about that killing. Right. That's not enough. You actually have to be getting involved in your community. You have to be calling. You have to be donating. You have to be getting involved, doing the actual work, and then unpacking all your bullshit, all your whiteness. And it's not it's not dissimilar. Uh, so let's talk about six ways this affects your relationship. Number one, you tend to stop disregarding or second-guessing your needs. This is something I see continuously with my students where they – and I see this a lot with partnerships where somebody will have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband, wife, who operates in a very different way than they do. And so maybe their partner is extremely organized and they aren't or their partner really does not like to be in, a, in huge social functions, but they do. And so they come to me thinking that the way they're behaving is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's wrong for me to be so messy or it's wrong for me to take time with things and not be as expedient as my spouse. It's wrong for me to want to have rich social engagements because my partner keeps saying, why am I not enough? Why can't you just hang out with me at home? So when you're in a relationship like that, especially if the information is being presented like it's true, like your partner's like, there's no other way to be except organized. Yeah, Why are yeah. you this way? Right, yeah. And you're not resting on a, a foundation of self-worth. You immediately go into, I'm the damaged one. I'm the wrong one for behaving this way. Even if you try to fight back around it, it's that whole questioning in the mind of, Maybe he's right. Maybe she's right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am too messy. Maybe I am too organized. Maybe I take things too seriously. Maybe I am too emotional. So we put a lot of who we are on the back burner Hmm. because we we have been criticized before in the past. And it's not always with partners. Sometimes it's family or work relationships like, oh, you take way too much time with things or you're too hasty or you're too that. Guaranteed, whatever that is is some form of a superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And whether it is laziness or 
overachieving or too much attention to detail or what guaranteed there's a place where that is called for and it's an amazing trait to have maybe not always right but that is one of the ways in which i see my students start to change where they start going i'm i'm done apologizing for being organized yes. i'm done apologizing for loving to be with my friends that is incredibly empowering to go oh this thing I've always been knocked down for is actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So number one, you tend to stop disregarding or second-guessing your needs. So I want you to think about right now with wherever you are in your personal development journey, are there people in your life that you have taken their opinion to be true about you? That, okay, it is a fault that I am X, Y, or Z, and start examining that a little bit of, has that just been placed on me or do I really feel unhappy about this trait? Or -hmm. is it just my partner is unhappy with that trait or my mom doesn't like that trait or doesn't get it, right? For sure. Okay. Number two, it becomes much easier to speak up for yourself and establish boundaries. Yes. And I think just to add to that, I think you know what boundaries to set. You're more clear. Yes. On how to set your boundaries, right? And you know what? That reminds me. I'll put a link in the show notes to – we did an episode not too long ago on how to figure out what your boundaries are. Oh. Because that, that – I know. we. Well, we've done <laughs> a handful, babe. Yeah, coming up on 400. I know. I was thinking about that today when I was doing my notes going, I would have never thought <laughs> – still be doing it. I know. But I like doing this so much more than writing, like blogging and articles. Fuck yeah. that. I'd much yeah, yeah. rather talk. Right. <laughs> Clearly. And the other thing that um, to mention is your program, Deep Down and Dirty, is all about this stuff. That's it's right. all about being able to figure out your boundaries and do that internal work so that the external stuff is easier. And that's exactly how Deep Down and Dirty is laid out. So we start off unpacking all of the things that have not been working, mm-hmm. all of the belief systems, all of the internal self-talk, your relationship with yourself as is right now yeah. that has brought you to this point. So we dismantle all of that and then we move into this place of, okay, now if I genuinely believe that I am enough, how does that now, what does that look like in my relationships? And that's one of the most beneficial pieces, I think, is like, for example, uh, just the other day I was working with a student on here's all of the instances where I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Here are some that are work-related. Here are some that were with family. Here are some that were with friends. And I left, you know, like a 20-minute audio response, like, here's what you say. Here's what you do. Here's how you – and that is totally invaluable. Like, we're not we're not given that information, yeah. right? We're never taught how to actually use our voice. So – but again, to my point at the top of the show, I think it is very much an internal and external uh, work component. Mm-hmm. So you can't, it, it, you can believe you're worth it all day long and still not practice the actual act of giving voice to things. Right. And you can give voice to things all damn day and not really like who you are. Yeah. It's having both of those things in tandem that leads to true personal power. I like it. like it. So uh, how do people get involved with your program? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Mr. <laughs> Smith. <laughs> I put together a workshop. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before. But if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, 
you will see that it is available for the the next available showing will be there for you. So go at a time when you're able to actually watch and enjoy the workshop and have pen and paper. In that process, I talk about five things that you have to shift in order to get to this place, in Mm -hmm. order to genuinely believe that you're enough, believe in your own worthiness. And I talk about why a lot of things don't, quote, stick. Mm-hmm. Why you may have tried therapy, why you may be listening to podcasts all the time, or you listen to personal development, or maybe you took a class here or there, and why that actually isn't shifting the subconscious mind. Okay. Because there is a very drastic difference. It's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah. When you know something consciously, but subconsciously there's an opposition. Right. So like consciously you could listen to me and go, yeah, it makes sense what you're saying. I should believe that I'm enough. I should believe that I'm more – You're right. It makes sense that I should be able to establish a boundary. But there's this piece of me that says, don't speak up, don't say anything, don't rock the boat. All Mm -hmm. of the fucking idioms that we have for stay fucking quiet. Yeah. Sweep it under the rug. Don't open a a can of worms. We have all of these ways to say, don't give voice to things. So how long is that video? Yeah, I think it's maybe, I want to say it's like 45. 45 minutes? Okay. Just so people have an idea of what kind of time to set aside to watch. Yeah, okay. great. So in there, you'll see that I talk about sort of that that cognitive dissonance that many of us feel when we absorb information where we're like, oh, I like the idea of that. Why can't I fucking do it? Yeah. And so it might give you some real eye openers to maybe why some of the stuff that you're trying has not created lasting change. That's awesome. At the end of that workshop, you will see an opportunity to book a call with a member of my team where you can look at exactly what you've been up against lately, the things that you want to change, and if deep down and dirty is the solution for you. Yeah. And we'll be very honest with you. We do not offer it to everybody because not some people want like career advice. And we're like, that's not what this is. <laughs> yeah, all right. This is truly about if you want to change your relationship with who you are, if you have been searching externally for decades and you've still come to this place where you feel fucking empty. Mm-hmm. Most people come to to Deep Down and Dirty when there's something pretty acute in one major area. They're going through a divorce. Okay. They're changing jobs. Something like that. But at the base of all of it is a lack of belief in self. This whole self-worth concept. Right. So if you are interested in that workshop, that's your first step. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, or the link will be in the show notes. Have a watch through that. Book a session if you feel so compelled. If you genuinely want to put the rubber to the road or whatever other idiom, idiom we can use. what it, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like when you- Put pen to pad. What, what is it when it's like you're not fucking around anymore and you're ready- I guess skin in the game, it could be one. Yeah, skin in the game is a good one. Which is gross. Um, when I think about there's a There's a Southern saying called stop ham-hawing around. <laughs> How do you know that? Uh, I work on Southerners. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forget as I'm alienated in my own home, like just talking to only internet people. Yeah. All right. Number three, you're the, I say this all the time to my students, your bullshit tolerance starts to get really low. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, so it's like the that. stuff that you could – and it's very tied to that boundaries and speaking up. But it's the stuff that you could sweep under the rug mm-hmm. that you could kind of tolerate 
for the longest time. Yeah. And now, because you are so much more bolstered in the notion that you matter, that you kind of go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to take that from you, dad, in-laws, boss, sister, whoever it is. Yeah. You kind of go, oh, no, no, we need we need to readdress that. You become really aware of toxic influences in your life. But I do need to say something about this toxicity piece because we get inundated, I think, in social media with these messages of eliminate toxic people from your life. We've even talked about it on the show plenty yeah, of times. For sure. We've said, like, get rid of shit that doesn't serve you, blah, 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 blah. And I, I addressed this on the pod I did about when self-help goes bad. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But you don't get to lean on, oh, well, he's just toxic. She's just toxic. Or, oh, that, that relationship doesn't serve me as an excuse to not have tough conversations. Mm-hmm. To not advocate for what you need. That is cowardly, my friend. So watch the labels that you ascribe to people. If you are saying they are toxic, they sure as fuck better be. Do not let that be a situation that has not been addressed because of your fear. That it's easier to say my box, my boss is just toxic when you have not approached any sort of remedy with that person. Yeah, right. That's not fair. That's cowardly. So That's fair. This is all that's why two and three are so much in tandem. It's like your bullshit tolerance gets a lot lower, but then you actually say something about it. You actually (laughs) converse with the person who can make the changes and you learn how to have really thoughtful, articulate conversations with grace and kindness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Number four, this one is somewhat similar. You start shifting from chronic blame into self care. One okay. of the things that it's a tool for us when we when we aren't super confident, when we have a lot of insecurities, we will tend to blame because that's the tool of self-protection. It's like, okay, if I can make everybody else wrong, if I can blame this on my parents and how shitty they were when I was young, if I can blame my ex, then I'm somehow validating my worthiness. Mm. I'm somehow going, well, at least I'm a better person than them. Even though you don't really feel solid and secure in your own worthiness. Kind of lowering the bar, but yeah. Exactly. So what changes here from, and we do a whole module on this in Deep Down and Dirty, it's this notion of instead of viewing the circumstance from a place of you are wrong, blame, 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 resentment, resentment, we move to a place of self care. So here I am, here Amy is in the middle of this relationship with boss, coworker, um, friend, friend, sibling, whoever, where we are at odds. How instead of me placing all of my energy on why they are shitty, which renders me powerless, Mm -hmm. completely powerless. I did a whole series on blame, which will actually link to that podcast as well. Instead of being over there, you're wrong, you're wrong, we go, okay, here Amy is in the middle of that scenario. How can I best take care of myself? What is my fastest avenue to peace? Do I need to 
have a conversation with them? Do I need to establish a boundary and say, I'm not going to be in your company? Do I need to leave a workplace? Do I need to sever a, a business partnership? Do I need to what does that look like now if I'm standing in self-care? Yeah. One of the things for me, if I'm going to be around certain family members, is what I like to call the gear up process, where I have yeah. to get my head around who I want to be in the middle of that interaction. Sure. Instead of going, I know they're going to say this, I know they're going to say that, and they're so shitty, blame, 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 blame. I can't fucking control that. I can control how I show up. I can control my self-care. Yeah. So start thinking about that. Where are those individuals or those situations in your life where you come out at them guns blazing because you're already assuming who they are, you're standing in a place of blame? Mm -hmm. What would shift if you just stood in a place of, I'm going to take care of myself in the middle of this scenario? It's almost like it's the difference between like, let's say you're going to be in some sort of volatile situation like a fire. Right. You're going to be in a fire. You could stand there and talk shit to the fire and say, why are you here? You're so wrong. You shouldn't be here. This is shitty. You're destroying everything. Look at what a mess you are. Still going to burn you. Or you could show up and take care of yourself and be in a firefighting suit. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Okay. I forget. One of our buddies uniform, I guess. Yeah. Is is a a firefighter out here. He's incredible. And you can go, okay, what do I need to survive? How do I need to take care of me? I need a big ass hose and I need- (laughs) Or you leave the situation, right? Or you leave the situation or you surround yourself with like-minded individuals who are also wearing the same suit and it could help you take down the- have water buckets to pour. (laughs) That's right. Right, Yeah. (laughs) I like this. I don't know if it was really well thought out, but- Hey, I like it. I'm going with it. I'm hoping that it helps you. So (laughs) think about being in those scenarios and are you standing there just yelling at the fire mm-hmm. instead of taking care of yourself in the midst of something dangerous? Yeah. Okay. Number five, you can start navigating hardship, rejection, and criticism without being destroyed. You know better than anyone that your wife is fucking sensitive. <laughs> yes, I do. She's talking to me, people. I feel the motherfucking feels. You do. I you do. do. It's it's one of your superpowers. It is one of my superpowers. Yeah. Even I look down at my writing and I've been studying handwriting analysis lately. Yeah. And one of the indications of feeling emotion intensely is how hard you press when oh, you write. Yeah, yeah. And I almost tear my paper sometimes because <laughs> I press so press hard. So hard, wow. And I'm like, oh, someone feels all her feels all mm. the time. So there is a very big distinction between Feeling sad, feeling guilt, feeling shame, feeling embarrassed, sadness, rage, and then being consumed and taken over by it. So that emotional intelligence that none of us are taught, Mm -hmm. unless you had some sort of utopian upbringing. Yeah. That whole process is incredibly important for us to not be destroyed by the hardship that we experience. So that is another thing that we talk about extensively in Deep Down and Dirty. And I talk about it as well in the in the workshop, how we get taken out by some of these things instead of looking at it as a natural response to hardship. It's a natural response to criticism to hurt. But we go, oh, can't feel that. 
let me either retaliate, let me numb out, let me run away, let me people please. How can I make the situation better? Right, 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 right. We turned all these other things except emotion, except actually feeling it. So that's one of the major things that starts to shift. And I like to call it, you know, this situation sucks, but I don't suck. Right? It's this thing hurts, but that doesn't have to mean that I'm not valuable or I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And untangling those two things is incredibly important. One of the, um, something that's coming up for me was this Buddhist phrase of peace is not calm and quiet, peace is calm and chaos. Yes. And I use that all the time when yes. I'm feeling like, okay, the situation's getting out of hand, I'm getting anxious or whatever it is, or I'm, I feel like I'm in a big hurry. I'm like, peace is calm, peace is calm, All right? I see that quote and I will raise you one. Okay. I, I oftentimes Cheers. will say the same thing around fear. Like fear, courage cannot exist without fear. Uh, yeah. So if, if we are just waiting to not have fear, to not experience yeah. an emotion that's uncomfortable, we're going to be waiting forever. That's more Taoist. I was in the Buddhist realm, but okay. But I said I'll raise you one, so I have, <laughs> I have one more. <laughs> oh, okay. This is one I use actually in Deep Down and Dirty Curriculum because I think it is it illustrates this to the T. And it's actually by Madonna. And it says, power is being told you are not loved and not being destroyed by it. Wow. So that's more existentialism. <laughs> You're ridiculous with your labels <laughs> right now. I don't know if that's entirely true, but the that's the difference is being saddened, being um, feeling an intense emotion, even being angered by something is very different than being destroyed by something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then you give your power up. And and granted, there are certain things that are utterly devastating. I'm not saying that there isn't different types of pain that we feel. It's absolutely the case for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. The problem that ha- the, that I'm talking about here is when it's directly related with our self-worth. When somebody doesn't like us, when somebody doesn't approve of us, uh, wants us to pursue a different path, thinks we should be more organized, thinks we, whatever. Sure. And that shit takes us out. That shit we ruminate on over and over and over again. That does not warrant destroying you Mm -hmm. and that's a self-worth issue right you're dealing with the loss you're dealing with some of the massive stuff we're dealing with in in our country right now fuck yes that's destroying yeah you know that's a different thing i'm talking about the things that should not take you out sure if you have a strong self i guess there's a difference between a snake shedding its skin and getting its head cut off right oh that's a good that's (laughs) like is it painful to shed skin i'm sure I'm sure it is. Or like the cocoon. We're full of them today. Yeah. Cocoon. A cocoon. Is that like a raccoon? Well, isn't the whole – we'll have to ask Jan about this. Jan, if you're listening, tell me because she knows everything about animals. But (laughs) like when a butterfly has to – when it goes from caterpillar to cocoon, from what I understand, it's a – traumatic process it seems i mean it's it's a transformation like they turn into transformation has its pain and strife and difficulties i think think they have to they turn into like goo or there's something gnarly about it they have to grow the wings out and stuff like imagine it's pretty dramatic but who knows to your point conjecture (laughs) erroneous conjecture your honor (laughs) we're just talking shit (laughs) But you get what we mean. You get what we mean. Hopefully. All right. Number six, 
you start to attract the most incredible people in your life. Yes. This is directly related to your bullshit tolerance gets low. I've seen a lot of my students, too, who've who've gone on to manifest really incredible friendships, even partnerships, too. I've seen that a ton of times, been invited to a shit ton of weddings, because when you start to really believe in yourself, again, that bullshit tolerance is so low that you're like, "Mm, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. I'd much rather invest myself over here. You start putting yourself in scenarios where you're around more like-minded individuals. And, you know, now I think you and I could both say we don't, we have no takers in our life. We have only people who kind of contribute to us and we contribute Mm -hmm. to them. And, and that's a beautiful place to be. I don't think I could have said that throughout the entirety of my life. Yeah. I don't think anybody can. I think it's definitely something that it's like a garden. You have to be patient and let it grow and pull the weeds and. Right. We're full of metaphors up the ass. today. (laughs) That's right. All right. So a quick little (laughs) recap. And again, I want to underline that if this is you, if any of these things are really hitting home and you're like, I need to do boundaries better or I would like to stop being so blamey towards my parents or I want to not be taken out every time my boss gives me a criticism. Mm -hmm. That's self-worth, y'all. That's what we have to work on. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Watch that. Sit your ass down. Have a pen and paper. Pay attention. And look at where you where you need to call yourself out. In fact, that's a little hint for for one of the pieces of the actual workshop. So, oh, call yourself out? Maybe. maybe. Oh, yeah. Drop a little egg, little yeah. uh, Easter egg there. Maybe a little bit. Okay, quick recap. Ways that have strong self-work worth affect your relationships. Number one, you tend to stop disregarding or second-guessing your needs. Number two, it becomes much easier to speak up for yourself and establish boundaries. Number three, your bullshit tolerance gets really, really low. Number four, you shift from chronic blame into a place of self-care, noticing what is your responsibility and what is not. Number five, you can navigate hardship, rejection, and criticism without being destroyed. Yeah. And number six, you can start to attract – you start to attract the most incredible people in your life, in your world. That's great. So there you have it. That's great. Good and, job, lover. Well, thank you, my love. Any other final thoughts? I loved what you shared about – just love what you shared today. Well, then I think I'll keep my mouth shut. Leave it at that. All right. Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> That's right. All right, my loves, thank you so much for tuning in. And again, please take a look at those show notes. Check out the Justice page, the After Hours Club, or the workshop if you want to really start changing some shit. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Miss Smith, out.